Welcome back to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. I'm Dean. I'm Josh. And on this week's episode, we bring you Season 1, Episode 4, Conduit. All right, guys, it's conduit time. I'm pumped to talk about this one. This one had me enthralled right from the jump. Hadn't seen it in a long time. How about you, bud? I uh, I mean, season one, I've seen more than any season. Right. Uh, but I haven't rewatched it since I started a rewatch of the whole damn thing a couple of years back when we really started getting into this seriously. And that's the last time I watched any of these. So, you know, in comparison to a lot of the you know, I've watched up now through season seven plus covering season 10, 11 in the interim. And yeah, it was, uh, it's been a nice, nice getting back at it. Yeah, dude, this is so fun. 25 fucking years ago. I, I mean, it was just fun, fun to know I was going to talk about it. Fun to know I got to watch it today. It's weird sitting down to watch Condo. And I remembered, you know, the, the overarching shit that happened, the major plot points, but it's like, there's this, there just seems to be, not that there's ever any stress. Let me just make that clear. There's never really any stress. Even going into season 10 and 11, there was uh, excitement, wonder, what's going to happen? We're going to like it. I'm nervous. Uh, you know, after a few eps, you kind of feel like, okay, this is where it's going to be. This is this is the bar. This is where it's going to be set. And uh, I'm just looking forward to going back through this old shit and just chilling, man. This is fun. It's, uh, it's like getting the band back together. For that last hurrah, it's 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 awesome, man. I'm I'm very excited to be doing this, and I was um, I was very pleasantly surprised by this episode. It's um, it's good, and I would never have really thought to pick it in, in our old system of of alternating picks. You know? Yeah, that's what's great about going back through one by one, man. We're gonna right. we're gonna get to a lot that uh, that are kind of those hidden gems that you know, they're not season one. You look at that episode lineup and there's some, I think that just jump out at you more, you know, squeeze and beyond the sea, like the ones that we pick, the ones that just reverberate, but you go and you watch an episode like yep. conduit and you're like, fuck, this is great. And you think this is four episodes in and especially it's hard not to go back and listen to these episodes with the weight of the characters and the storylines and everything that's gone before and kind of lay that on it and see, man, like this is, the first time we really get into the, the Mulder sister thing, right? And and how much that carries through the entire fucking show and mm. and how much it matters. And it was mentioned, right, in the very first episode. They had that little uh, little sleepover chat. But this is the first time it really gets uh, gets into it much. And uh, and it's got some weight, and it's really cool. It sure does, man. And, and uh, feel- you know, thanks for saying something because, you know, I, I, put, up a, I, I put up a social media tweet about how we're watching the, we're, we're covering the third episode, but that's a huge mistake. So I corrected <laughs> yeah, we, it while you were talking and I heard already, nothing of what you said. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm excited, man. Important. I'm excited. Yeah, that's well, hey, you know. But um, I'm pumped to dive into this shit right now. And this beginning, dude, come on. You're watching this on a rainy day. You got the, the shades drawn, right? You're comfy on your couch, you get your little feetsies up, maybe even you dangle your shoes off for this episode, right? Yeah. And what do you see? Or should I say, what do you hear? You see the forest, you hear, I just write, nighttime sounds and woods, gentle splashing water, 
loons or birds of sort, crackling fires, right? Oh, yeah. Dude, you're in. Dude, you so good. You made this, uh, I believe it was you, made this, you, you made this correlation once in an older ep about the starting of an episode. One, another one that started in the woods, maybe even the pilot. I think it was the pilot. It was, yeah? yeah. And I remember you saying, like, this is like a classic kind of open, and it is. And it's it just it's an instant mood setter when you put people in the woods, the great unknown that is the woods. We have this real primal fear of woods and darkness for for many reasons. The the woods at night, man. Yeah. That's that's real lizard brain shit. It's great. It's ten thousand plus years of fucking don't get eaten by these things. That's the shit you really always try to like really hammer into effect right when you're running a game like a, a fantasy RPG. You know, For like sure. D&D. And it's just hard to like, people are like, yeah, yeah, we're in the woods. Be like, no, motherfucker. No, no. You're, you're not just the- in the woods. <laughs> right? This is, I, you know, I, I go, I, I talked about this. It didn't win a poll, but on the Science Fiction Field podcast, you know, we, we, the witch came up and I said, you got to imagine 1690 whatever and you're in the middle of nowhere you have no help and you barely, you barely have the tools, better tools than the wolves in the woods. You know, it's just, imagine that, man. Yeah. It sucks. You know, you can't turn the fucking, turn the lights on. What are you talking about? All you got is opposable thumbs. That's all you got going for you. Yep. In a a keen brain for the most (laughs) part. But yeah, so I got to ask you a question. Ben Campen, have you? Um, I have outside of, outside of, you know, doing your thing. I know, uh, you did your thing, right? Over (laughs) in that fucking desert country, whatever you're doing out there. Which by the way, ruined (laughs) camping and hiking for me forever. Fucking humping, whatever you're doing over there, humping broads. I did. I grew up, I grew up with a share of actual camping. Yeah, I figured, I figured as much. I think most of us in this area have done it. And have you ever slept exposed under the moonlight in the forest. Exposed as in, in other words, not in a tent. Oh, yes. Interesting. Um, generally, it's led to a wake up, oh my God, I'm covered in mosquitoes. This is horrible. Or I'm freezing. <laughs> or I'm freezing right. or I'm covered in dew. I'm soaking wet. Yep. Why did I one. do this? Yeah, th- it was like 12 years old. Like, oh my God, this is so much fun. Mm. And then reality of, of nature. It's brutal. Yeah. I mean, don't then, get me wrong. It's, but I feel like I feel this is like a chimpanzee DNA thing. I feel like I need to be up in the tree, like in a hammock. <laughs> you know, I don't want to get dragged out by a fucking grizzly or something. Fortunately, I never woke up to, um, you know, aliens. Yeah, you know, several thousands of degrees <laughs> sand turning into glass. Yikes! Trees being singed. Bright lights, Kevin screaming for mommy. Mom burns her hand on the door. Ow! Right? Ruby's yeah. gone. Kevin! Guess Ruby was a whore. It's funny because I thought Ruby, it didn't occur to me. I, I kind of looked away. I was taking some notes and I didn't know how old Ruby was. Like at the outset of this episode. <laughs> we start talking about like, oh, okay. She's clearly like older, right? <laughs> uh, I, well, I think, I think that the show seems to infer it's supposed to they're supposed to still be in high school. Okay, that's fair. But I was thinking, is she like, is she Kevin's age? Because if she no, is, goddamn, no. she better be a fucking. She's got an early start, early bloomer. <laughs> Yeesh. 
So no, I, I'm. I think they want you to think she's you know sixteen, seventeen. Fair enough. Despite the fact that Tessa's like fucking thirty one. Yeah. Right. It's fine. It's fine. Fucking <laughs> Tessa. That's hilarious. But yeah, well, yeah, man. This lead. This leading. It's mm. all you need. 30, 30 seconds, forty five seconds, whatever it is. The the lights, the sound, the fear, the mom's you know reaction. Kevin out there. Ruby's gone. And boom. boom. That's it. That's it. Opening credits, baby. Yep. And then we get our fucking FBI HQ, right? Yeah. The, the real, this is the, this is the shit, you know, I really wish we, uh, we waste all this time like out investigating crimes and, you know, digging into X-Files. I want to see more about what goes into filing a proper form 302. Jesus you know what I mean? Christ, man. That's the fucking, that's the meat and potatoes of true investigative. What? Powdered wig fucking goofball Brit did a script rewrite on this scene. What the fuck, man? In yes. Fucking bang the wooden thing on the other wooden thing and scream. But you know what, man? As much as you can be like, yeah, why the fuck are we watching a scene about Mulder's expense report? Because of what it allows, right? It allows, it's this higher up. And honestly, I'm sorry, I forget this guy's name because he Me doesn't too. matter much before we get into higher-ups that we'll actually kind of get attached to. But um, it allows Scully to be in a position where she has to kind of sort of stick her neck out for Mulder. Maybe not. She doesn't do it aggressively. She says, you know, all right, hold on. Instead of just denying it, let me talk to him. Let me kind of mm-hmm. suss this out a little bit more yeah. because this is still so early that she is still, in their mind, assigned to debunk. Dig into this. Expose this. You know what else it does, man? It establishes, when you use details, even if they're horseshit, when you use details like this, it lends a certain credence to what is happening and it and it bolsters the setting, right? Yes. It does. It, it's not like he's just like, Wuggly diggly wiggly booze, like mad about Mulder. He's like saying things that you would imagine a man in this position would say. And he has a sense of authority to him that that I'm convinced of. When you hold up an FBI expense report <laughs> and there's a fucking weekly world news article, uh, paperclip to it. Yeah. yeah. There's a, it's going to raise some alarms. Yeah. But uh, you're right. This is, we have, it's, that's the beauty of doing this the way we're doing is we're going back, right? And we're saying, hmm. We have to remember how far we are into this investigation. Yeah. Right. And this really, uh, in a lot of ways, we can talk about it more at the end. I know Ben Prue had a comment about it, that this is sort of a sort of a real turning point in, in Scully and Mulder's relationship. For sure. Kind of yep. how she sees him, I guess, and, and his, you know, the real exposure to the, the passion behind the spookiness, if you will. Sure. This is one of those things, you know, when you when you kind of first meet somebody, you, you you have a first impression and then things change over time and then they just kind of stop changing. They're not there yet, right? No. It's a very much still a discovery phase where they're like, hmm, interesting, so, right? But so it's the sister, I believe, that comes up. Yes, not, I'm sorry, it does in the office. Correct. Correct. Yep. Do you know about this? Because he hands over an X-File. Mm, he on sure does. Samantha, Samantha Mulder. Samantha Mulder. Claims he was in and the room when it happened, 21 years ago. Recalls a bright light, presence in the room. 
And that's when Scully, when challenged by this man, says, I do not think his judgment's compromised currently. <laughs> right? She's not, I mean, she's sticking her neck out a little bit here. Like you said, this is established. Yeah. Little, mm-hmm. little legalese there. But ultimately, right. <laughs> she's got, she's already kind of got Mulder's back because she's seen him do some real good investigative work. Sure thing. Yeah. But we should probably go to, to the basement. The basement. Yeah. <laughs> I love this place. Oh, man. It's the best place. How's it not the best place? You know what's fucking hilarious? <laughs> like, maybe the funniest thing in this episode. What's that? Is Mulder, um, lecturing Scully on the Dude, essence of science. Holy <laughs> shit, man. There's two <laughs> moments of utter hilarity in this. <laughs> utter hilarity. There's this moment, right, which I'm going to let you riff on in a minute, but let, let me just put a pin in this one. It's whenever Mulder is trying to tell Darlene that the truth is sacrosanct, it's like she should <laughs> dive into this fucking maelstrom of life he has for the truth. Hey, fuckhead. What the fuck are you talking about? Anyway, go ahead. That's Mulder, man. True believer. But oh, yeah, my I God. Mean, He's they so start, funny. <laughs> Scully's like, okay, um, so what are we looking at? What's going on? And and Mulder starts talking about this case and, and what's what what they're after, what, what's piqued his interest. And she's like, I don't really see anything here. And he says, you know, this is the essence of science, Scully. You ask an impertinent question, and you're on your way to a pertinent answer. He says to a medical doctor. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> fucking from Crazy Town. She Mulder. wants to know why this case is more credible than any other crazy tabloid case like the lizard baby. God, that's a funny line. Easy. The lizard baby wasn't <laughs> outside lo- Lake Okaboji. Okaboji. I'm going to say Okeechobee, just as a warning. Four sightings in 67, right? QR, our, uh, our little boner jams oh, of the man. old slide projector. I can't believe I almost went by without offering the proper, you know, it's like auto erotica to us. <laughs> the sound of that thing clicking on. <laughs> and when he's standing in front of it, it's actually the, the tag you just threw up on the Facebook page for sure. the live broadcast. Sure, sure. Him standing in front of there <laughs> with his finger underlining the name as she says, oh. Darlene Morris. Tying it together, this right, this sure 1967 um, sighting by some Girl Scouts mm-hmm. of this UFO that was also confirmed by a, was it an Air Force pilot or? It was a pilot, a pilot, just a, a pilot. pilot, not not right. specific. Um, so probably a multiple, prop plane kind of weekender, like our boy Wally. <laughs> multiple sightings, and now the same Darlene Morris is the one who is the mother of this disappeared girl. It's funny because this is where my memory failed me. I was like, holy shit, the four fucking Girl Scouts died. <laughs> like I was jumping ahead. Like, is that what? Oh, no, yeah. no. She's just the troop leader. <laughs> and it's also funny if you if you think about it this way, because what Mulder says is, here's this woman who is a young girl, had one of these experiences, sure. and now her her family is revisited. All right. This makes her more credible. Right. To a lot of other people, they'd be like, here's this person who is a girl claimed to see a UFO, and now is a crackpot older woman. Right, exactly. Who's claiming again. Like it's, yep. it, a, a person with a different point of view than Mulder would look at it as reinforcing evidence that it, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> right, right. Like, how long are you going to fucking run this scheme? You trying to sell a book? Yeah. Like, what's your, <laughs> what's your move here? But Darlene and uh, Darlene's 
this is where we meet Kevin. So we we go to Darlene's house. We meet Kevin, right? He's a little on the antisocial side, right? Fucking he's a, your older sister disappeared. Yeah, well, he's a he's a, uh, he's a special intros- boy. introspective child. Correct. He's a he's a thinker, a dreamer, yeah. as it were. Mm-hmm. Mommy's throwing out her burn wound still, so that gives us a sense of kind of immediacy here. Yeah, I like that. I like Me that too. they don't really talk about exactly how long, but there's there's indications of how long right on. throughout the episode. Yep. Mulder's looking over the pictures of Ruby. Gets a little weird with the kind of grazing them longingly. <laughs> if the sister context wasn't there, it would be... If the sister context wasn't really there. Weird. <laughs> if you just show that image to somebody, I guess you'd probably assume that's... You know, like her mother? <laughs> Had she walked back in a little bit earlier with that Oof. teeth? I'm going to have to ask you guys to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> but this is obviously, you know, because who's watching, not just the audience, but Scully's watching. That's right. Like Scully's watching much, very intently. Yeah, that's a great point. In this whole episode. Yes. Yes. I mean, and I'm going to say, we we spend more time than not, I think, praising Scully as a character. I think in our in our older years, I think between the two of them, I would say... Not not going out too far on a limb that she's probably our favorite overall character of the two. Easily. Not that Mulder is not great. not when I say easily, I don't want it to sound like, you know, she takes a dump on him, but right. I mean But but this is a this is really a Mulder episode. And this right. is not just and it's not just for us to learn about Mulder, it's for us to see Scully learning about Mulder. Mm-hmm. Very Despite generally speaking hating women in all fashion, <laughs> I am a Scully fan. Despite could, my my harsh harsh <laughs> misogyny, you know what, man? We have uh, we're four episodes in. We got about two hundred left. I think we could read a one star review citing misogyny uh, <laughs> at the beginning of every episode and <laughs> never run out before yes. we finish. Joking is the same as hating women. Literally <laughs> hating them. Yes, I don't hate them. Who the fuck's gonna make my sandwiches? You know, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! You guys act like I don't need you. I need yeah. you. The fucking who? Well, the fucking floor is going to sweep itself. Unbelievable. <laughs> These broads, yeah. you know, don't understand yeah. how much we love them. Yeah, but you gotta, anyway, you got to learn them. You got to learn them. <laughs> <laughs> yep, my daddy used to say. But um, uh-huh. Charles comes up now. This is, in, from Scully's perspective, a plausible suspect. Whoa, wait, what? An ex is a custody battle. <laughs> and now, oh, she she always asked like. The normal Correct. Questions. I mean, this is like, let's get crazy. Let's not get crazy here. And Mulder's always so impatient with it. He's like, <laughs> that's a great description. It's so true. Like, <laughs> It's like, motherfucker, <laughs> I know you're into the X-Files, but you're you're also a goddamn FBI Dude. agent. You're one of the best profilers. You must process that option at some point. No? It's like he has the patience of a man watching their 97-year-old grandmother use the clicker on the TV. <laughs> Just fucking give it to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's oh, not- I hit mute again. Unbelievable. I love it. Girl Scout True comes up again, the instrument from 67, and Mulder indulges her a bit, of course. <laughs> right? He, he then, and then does, first of all, this is bad FBI work, right? You don't say, oh yeah, a pilot said the same thing. Right at this stage of the game, I mean, you're no. If I'm Scully, I'd be like, "Why are you feeding into this bullshit?" Yeah, <laughs> we're here. We're here to get facts, not to reinforce <laughs> her crazies. statements. The fucking crazies. <laughs> well, I like it. 
but yeah, so Darlene has been surprised by a few things, right? Surprised yes. that it was the FBI that showed up on her door. Yep. Surprised that Mulder knows about her fucking 1967 Girl Scout report. Right. Because Mulder tells her, yeah, you're in the FBI or the, the UFO data bank. Excellent. At, or Seuss, not Sioux City. Sioux City? No. Somewhere in Illinois. Um, and now I he think wants maybe to talk Sioux to Kevin. City. I think the FBHQ is in the Sioux City, Iowa. Okay. Anyway. He wants to talk to Kevin. He does. And can you blame him? Also, Scully seems a bit miffed. Yeah. Because he doesn't just say, well, I guess she's like, they took her, didn't they, Mr. Mulder? And he says nothing. And that's when Scully's like, oh, for Christ's sakes. And Darlene picks up on it. I like that. Yeah, because he shows up. In, in Scully's mind, it's like, this is the fucking wrong way to do this. You showed up with your mind already made up, asking questions with with an answer already in mind. Mm. And now you're, you know, this is not the way to objectively gather information and statements. Sure. And she's fucking frustrated. It shows on her face. And it's great that Darlene points it right out. Right after Absolutely. Mulder leaves the room, she's like, you know, I've, I've told this story to a lot of different people. And I know when, you know, people roll their eyes, they do this, they do that. You know, and, and it's the same look that you're given right now. And she kind of catches Scully. It's good writing. It's good writing because Scully doesn't, she doesn't bite back. She kind of looks down because she doesn't want to show that. She might feel that and she might not feel bad about feeling that, but she is a professional and she knows like, fuck, I fucked up. I let my kind of, I sh- put my heart on my sleeve a little bit more than I should have. Sure. Good stuff. Well, Mulder uh, does approach Kevin. Kevin's drawing in front of a static TV. That's a that's a, that's a watch out. Put that on the watch out list. Uh, he doesn't want to talk about his nightmares. Uh, check two. That's a, yeah. that's a that's a we're raising our DefCon level on this kid. Yeah, you know what's you know, it's a sensitive issue, and they don't. I wonder if like. In some ways, is Kevin supposed to kind of be like on the spectrum, like on autistic spectrum? I don't know. He maybe because they they you know he's certainly not. I mean, he's hmm, this is a good point to explore because is is this a writing device as a red herring or 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 perhaps it's just the trauma of losing his sister and witnessing what he did? Right. I right. mean, and that they, would set a kid off. Yeah, but I think it's an interesting thing because you're kind of like, all right, here's a kid who just went through some trauma that can trigger some some wild shit. Sure. He is, doesn't seem, he has kind of a very, very deadpan expression a lot of times. Sure. But he's also able to communicate, you know, easily enough once engaged. But here he's sitting in front of a static TV writing ones and zeros. Yeah, I'm not into that. It's freaking me right out. Right. He, and it's, it's cool though because it's, it's not the typical like horror movie creepy kid, but it's, it makes you uncomfortable. Right. Right? Like you're yep. supposed to be like, what the, what, how do I deal with this? What do I say to this kid? Like what the fuck is going on? Yep. Mulder makes a phone call to his boy, Danny, who's a Redskins fan. Right. And he says, he, hey, he, I got some shit for you to look at. I, I think it's binary. He takes it or he takes a copy. He does. I think yep. he just takes it. <laughs> I doubt he drew it. Uh, I, I or, also or ripped all the, your fucking pictures off uh, the fridge. I doubt he. They have a fact uh, a Xerox machine. <laughs> Fair I enough. I think you just take that shit. I, but. I don't. I don't think that that <laughs> two pound flip phone had a uh, uh, <laughs> camera on it. I can't get the genius the genius <laughs> scan app on my fucking. But um, Mulder and Scully uh, are going to meet the local sheriff as they always do. Classic. Classic. 
classic small town sheriff, this guy. But he's not. It's funny. He's classic small town sheriff. But then on the one hand, this is cool because this reveals information about Ruby to us, right? Yeah. She's a fucking tramp. She runs around shaking her behind for the men folk. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. One star. (laughs) No, but I mean, you can look at it and be like, you know, come on, you didn't take the statement seriously. You know what Mulder does? He gets all defensive. But you got to put yourself in this guy's shoes. 100%. Like she's done it before, about, right? How many times has she gone missing? Right. How many times has she, you know, been in a parked car with a a different guy? Been in, mm-hmm. you know, gotten rolled up for this for possession, alcohol. Like, I mean, it's kind of. He just basically <laughs> says this girl's got history. <laughs> I just she's imagine no- you keep going with that line into more <laughs> severe crimes, like fucking armed robbery, <laughs> trafficking, racketeering. <laughs> just keep <Good> going. <laughs> but yeah, man, you're right on with that. She's no prom queen. Is about the most <laughs> polite right. way to that's, put it. That's awesome. She's everybody's prom queen. Mulder gets cute with the sheriff on this. Uh, the sheriff says that Ruby's not a good girl, basically, right? Scully's also not crazy about Mulder antagonizing local law enforcement. Another good piece of writing. I think she would say this, and it makes sense. Like, hey, we can't do this alone, and a sheriff can make our lives fucking hell. Yeah. Like, do yeah. you understand the power they wield in these talents, man? Come on. Right. There's nothing intrinsically about this crime which is a federal matter. That's right. Your investigation lasts as long as they are willing to cooperate with you. Great point. Right? Yep. Library time? Fucking cloak and dagger shit through the books? Oh, this is great. Take me through this, baby. Yeah, a little note on the window. (laughs) That's right. I'm across the street, follow me. They look up. Little blonde girl. She kind of darts. Darts away. Ducks into a room Mm -hmm. or a building. And they follow and it is... The library, right? That's right. Go go in there. They fall, kind of trying to track her through the stacks, and she slips around, and then this conversation that takes place uh, across or through, right, one of these stacks through of Through the books. stacks, yep. And uh, you know who this is? Um, as an actress? Yeah. I do not. I didn't look yeah. at the cast notes at all. I didn't look too closely. This is another uh, courtesy of, of uh, Ben Prue. Oh, um, this fucking but guy, huh? <laughs> Fucking, yeah. He gets three dick sucks in an episode. <laughs> Making our lives easier. <laughs> Three fluffs. Hope you finish by the end, buddy. Uh, Shelly Owens. Yeah, we ain't making overtime for this. This is the sister of uh, Chris Owens, who plays Agent Pender. Spender. Oh, get out of town. Yeah, like the real life uh, sister of that actor. Cool. Kind of cool. Yep. Yeah. So, and, and we've, we've seen that before with uh, this, especially early season X-Files. I think because maybe because it was Vancouver. Like there's so much... You know the connections between the cast and these minor characters, and how many how many minor actors reappear in different roles. You know, it's mm-hmm. this Van Vancouver is a lot more of an intimate, um, you know, casting area, obviously, than L.A. Right on, um, which is neat. Do you want to hear a movie she was in in the plot line? I think you do. <laughs> I for sure do. Play Blades of Courage, not to be confused with the S uh, with a Nintendo game, Blades of Steel. Blades, shink of Hell yes. steel. <laughs> it's like, so Blades of Cards, here's what it's about. This is pretty apropos to the climate we live in. Lori makes her way to Olympic training camp only to be seduced by her unscrupulous coach. Having succumbed Ooh, to the pressures of training her coach and the media, she rises to the occasion and fights back, taking victory on her own terms. What sport? Must be some I guess kind of figure skating. skating. Yeah. Yeah. That's the place. Unless Yeesh. she's a Filipino knife fighter. Yikes. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she a fencer from fucking Paris. That movie doesn't get made in 2018. Sure doesn't. They definitely don't use the word seduced. <clears throat> Another uh, trivia question about Shelly Owens. Go. Uh, in pounds and ounces, how much makeup is she wearing? Oof. Uh, I don't think it can be measured with the tools of modern man. <laughs> it's a fucking lot. <laughs> she looks Not like enough to make her look like a high school student. <laughs> she looks like Queen Elizabeth, man. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I'm not, I'm not sold, but... Let's let's say nice things about the casting and then shit all over it. Greg Randall comes up, doesn't he? Yes. This old hack rag. All right, let's get to the point of the information yes. she actually gives. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's laying in a shallow grave. Well, we don't know that yet, but... Greg Randall was at the lake that night. They had stuff to talk about, meaning Ruby and Greg, according to this girl. Yep. Apparently, Greg got Ruby old preggers, right? Yeah. Yep. And, and uh, they're going to bounce town, this according to Ruby. Silly girl. Uh, Greg's not a schoolboy. He's a drinker. Pennsylvania pub, she says. Yep. My father was a drinker. So, yeah. Porn beer. Porn beer. That's right. That's the actual phrase. And they go to this little Pennsylvania pub, don't they? Yeah, biker bar. Did you catch the back of the shirt of that biker? The which one? The bartender? Nope. On the way in, it's no. it's just a little tilt shot up to the. It, it catches one of the bikers outside walking in, and as it tilts up to the sign, it's um, looks Definitely like some gang patches. Uh, looks like SS on the back, like the old. You know, oh, a lot of bikers would the adopt that. lightning bolts. The lightning yeah. bolts, yeah. Dude, you know what's funny? You know who else would do that at times? So this guy I went through OCS with, he was a prior gunny. Yep. Right? He came from Scout Snipers. When he oh, was cool. like fucking 19 years old, he got that tattooed on the inside of his arm. Oh, fuck. Scout Sniper. But they used the fucking same symbol as the fucking SS. German SS. <laughs> hey, if you take it out of context, the symbol looks cool. You're right, of but course. But dude, he's here at OCS, and thank God, like a, a very... Uh, <laughs> friendly um, sergeant instructor saw it the day he was checking in, saw this guy was a prior gunny, and instead of his ass getting fucking kicked to the curb, he fucking pulled him right out, took him out in town to get a tattoo to cover it over. No shit. Yeah. That's smart, yeah, man. You don't want to lose a good asset over it, right? Dumb, dumb shit that fucking 19-year-old, you know, of kids do. Yeah, yeah man. SS, man. Fucking badass. Fucking bolts. badass. Oh, wait, whoops. Oh, <laughs> wait, what does that mean? <laughs> That's hilarious, man. But the Pennsylvania pub, baby, it's a biker biker dive for sure. Booger's the bartender. Booger. Right? It's fucking Revenge of the Nerds. Is that how that it's guy gotta is? It's got to be Booger from Shut Revenge the of the Nerds. Shut the fuck up. I think it is. Really? I think so. Yo, Mr. I didn't look into casting notes. I didn't. With a deep pull. But this is the fucking guy. He's in Bloodsport. That's why I know him so well. Oh, my God. Maybe it's not. No, no. Booger's... He's in Revenge of the Nerds, but I always confuse Booger with the other guy, I think. Right? Isn't this guy in oh. Revenge of the Nerds? I, I don't know, Fuck. but we're rapidly running out of uh, Curtis Armstrong. Curtis Armstrong. It's not him. It's a different guy, but this guy is in Revenge of the Nerds. Sorry, I fucked up. I fucked up! Well, I like what, do we, uh, what do we hear from not Booger? He's, he's Ogre in Revenge of the Nerds. Thank you. Donald Gibb. What does he say? Okay, I'll tell you. He, uh, he's the bartender. Uh, he's good, man. I like this little bit roll. Yep. Mulder flashes him a badge. That's hilarious in a biker bar, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to get your ass kicked, Mulder. Back yeah. up, ow! 
<laughs> Greg called uh, called in sick three weeks ago. If you find him, tell him he's fired. All right. Then yep. Mulder spots the old flying saucer-oo on the guy's arm and kind of plays coy with him here. He sort of, sort of sets up a little gambit pretending it's nonsense. And that's when Booger, and it's not Booger, that's when Ogre is like, why don't we ride out sometime? When we ride out. I love that biker Catch killer shit. sunburn in the middle of the night. You know about Oka Bogey? Whatever it's called. He shows that on ear that's like Oof. melted off. Damn, dude. Yeah, not that good. Killer sunburn. Yep. So, and this is uh, some good foreshadowing too, right? For, For the sure. Very end of the episode. It is. Um, and then we get some some pretty intense like government. I like this. Yeah, I this like is, the agencies is, battling each other. This is good. This shit. This is the fucking great cloak and dagger shit. Yeah, fucking the stay and save motor in where we promise you won't get raped. Yeah, Yikes. Guess, that, guess that fucking 302 didn't put much down for lodging. <laughs> what yes. you ended up with. Sure didn't. They just barge into Scully's room. Where's Mulder? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, fucking NSA, do you have jurisdiction here? Hey, real quick, just knock. Because you're entering yeah. an armed agent. You're storming in to an armed agent's motel, a woman who is alone. You might get killed. <laughs> Yeah, she goes for her gun. She for just sure. doesn't get to it in time. <laughs> Dude, that's a much different episode. <laughs> uh, so you, uh, you're you going to need to report to uh, A.D. Skinner. Uh, <laughs> so you kill two NSA agents. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, they're here. Yeah. Where did you get that transmission? Indeed. Where did you get it? Cut to the same men interrogating Mulder, right? Because yeah. remember... What I like about this here, this is this is one of the things I like about the scene a lot. Mulder and Scully have a good working relationship, but Scully's not about to not follow the law in the NSA's jurisdiction that she knows they have in this instance. Right. Her her gut instinct at this point in her career is still okay. They say national security is compromised. Okay. All right. Cool. You know what do you need? Here yeah. it is. Great. She is not nearly as as uh, mistrustful as Mulder. Who right. Fucking, I do love how he he kind of plays coy, oh, he's and he's awesome. like, "All right, well, tell me, uh, you know, you tell me what it is <laughs> before right. I tell you where I found it." <laughs> he's got and then they tell him, players. and he's like, mm, "Yeah, interesting." Right. You're kidding. And they're like, "You motherfucker! <laughs> just you just like, got yourself a one way back to Washington." Right. They're pissed off, and uh, scolded him while they converge, and she's like, "Oh, I." Told them. <laughs> They're NSA, Mulder. How did Kevin obtain top secret information? Where do you think he got it from? Pretty legit yeah. question for Mulder to ask. Right? And this is, uh, man, this is kind of fucked up when they cut Oof. to, uh, the, to house the Morris's tossing. home here. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. This reminds me of a great scene in Sopranos when they toss Tony's house and he's oh, home. Was- he's home while they're doing it. And he's like, if you find any spare change, you can keep it. And the Fed has a good comeback. He's like, are you bribing us, Mr. Soprano? <laughs> That's so good. But uh, I was thinking of uh, of um, hackers. Oh, right? yeah, dude. <laughs> take, me fucking, jail, take me to jail. <laughs> tearing up, uh, what's his name? One of the kids Phantom there. Phantom Freak there. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, this sucks. And Mulder and Scully bear the weight of feeling kind of responsible as people getting hauled off. Yeah. And this is uh, something X-Files didn't do a, a lot of... Uh, 
nuance early on sure. with um, any pretty much any government employee except for Mulder and Scully. Right, right, right. <laughs> They're a bunch of fucking <laughs> meatbag savages. Mm, yeah, right. Just smashing, literally smashing <laughs> children's piggy banks. You guys really do delicate work. They leave, <laughs> yeah. of course. Mulder looks out the window. He notes that the top of the camper is scorched. Whoa. This is after they do, they find what they're looking for. They do. Like a notebook full of these ones and zeros. And they take them into custody, Darlene and, and Kevin. It was, we didn't even say what what it was that he, this NSA agent um, admitted to, was that they right. this that fragment that Mulder had scanned and sent back was part of a um, military satellite transmission. Yeah. Top secret. Yeah. Yeah. Well... FBI, but. regional, Sioux City. Mulder and Scully check up on the boy. They scanned all 77 pages and nothing came up as a security problem. So the boy's going to be released. No, oh, so there's nothing there. Just random numbers? Just random numbers. No. No. The woman claims that the data isn't random at all, but corresponds to images. We start with the Universal Man, followed up by a DNA double helix, the Braden... Dude, this part was adorable. Oh, that's the Bradenburg Concertos. She's just <laughs> concertos. She's just trying to be smart. Yeah. It's cute. Uh, yeah. Just fragments, some Quran lines, a sonnet by Shakespeare. And that's when Mulder offers almost like someone switching channels. Yeah. Mm. It's very cool. Very cool. And then I thought, wait, is this the episode where the kid closes his eyes and changes the channels? <laughs> I knew it wasn't at this point, but. Yeah. So Mulder, Scully, and Darlene are going to have a conversation. And this is pretty, cru pretty crucial because. You know, they, of course, they're going to apologize to Darlene for getting her house tossed. Your yeah. son has and seen I, something, though. I like her reaction here. It's very believable. For sure. Stay the you fuck know, this, away. Yeah. This is, a, this is a woman, a mother, right? Single mother mm -hmm. who reached out kind of desperately for help. Help ar arrived and help fucked her. Yep. And, and then she just goes right back into single motherfucking mama bear mode. Yep. And she's like, you stay away from my children. It's a good call because now instead of just your daughter being missing, your daughter's missing, you've been taken into custody, your house has been tossed, and you're being yeah, harassed fuck. by the, NASA, the fucking NSA, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeesh. Thanks for the help. Cool, thanks. Glad you're here. 3PO. <laughs> <laughs> Mulder and Scully in the car. The boy is the key to finding Ruby. Well, yeah. Scully's, uh, hmm. He tells Scully that the boy is a conduit. Hey. To who or whoever took, to what or whoever took Ruby. He then suggests that Kevin was touched in some way. Giggity. Not by an angel. <laughs> Mulder, I know what you're thinking. I know why this is so important to you, but there is no evidence indicating an abduction. And that's when Mulder says, that's why we're going to go to Lake Okaboge. Okaboge. G, sorry, Jesus. I'll get it right by the end of this. Oh, I, I, let me do it right now. Lake Okaboji. Hey. Bing, 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 bing. Yes. What's going on here, Josh? Well, they get out there. The, the scene, the original, what we saw in the pre-credit sequence. Mm -hmm. And uh, Scully's looking around. There's not much here. You know? Yep. Campfire, campsite, whatever. She but knows Mulder, the distance to the forest wall. Right, close. Should Anybody could have popped out. <laughs> lawful evil ranger want to abduct your kid <laughs> without a trace. He probably could do it. Uh, I'm sorry, what did you say? Did you say a lawful evil ranger? Yeah. Um, I think rangers have to be yeah, uh, neutral and part of their part of their alignment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just pretend even, for a minute. 
neutral evil. He's been corrupted by some sort of demon, a greater demon. <laughs> anyway, the trees are burned. That's really weird. The tops of the trees are burned. Lightning strike, right? I guess. But what, what about the sand turned into glass? Yeah, at first I thought maybe somebody just dropped a weirdo like decoration. I thought actually that made me think lightning strike. The the glass. Yeah, like you I, know I don't the know. Like temperature needs to be twenty five hundred degrees to solidify sand in a glass, Scully. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then a fucking white wolf shows up, Oof, and I'm like, that's rad. Is this? I thought lycanthropy was fucking episode nineteen. <laughs> Or the next one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little wolf pops out, and uh, they follow it because that's what one does when a wolf Dude, comes out of the forest. Oh, boy, this is dangerous. <laughs> this is uh, this is not the best natural instincts, but, but maybe I'm wrong because it leads them back to something, right? Yeah. Uh, shallow grave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mulder. Mulder's, uh, Mulder's first desk pop of the season, of the series. His first what? You know, just randomly firing a gun oh, in the yeah. air like law enforcement <laughs> agents do. <laughs> well, oh, it's Iowa. No one's going to happen. <laughs> just <laughs> fucking rip one up to the tree line. It mm-hmm. probably won't come down on anybody. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> well, uh, it's stinky. It, it gets intense here, though. It does. Mother, you're describing, you're describing, you're disturbing a crime scene. She literally has to command him with authority to stop. We just, we just watched a sequence like this in season 11, we didn't sure we? sure did. Right? Paper hearts. That's the first thing I thought of. I didn't think of it back when we watched that episode, but when we watched this, I was like, man, that was just that, that episode in the woods right. when they, they came upon this, this scene. Yeah. This for sure. So, for sure. Call somebody about the the fucking incredibly rare pack of white wolves too, because that's a future X file. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, you have a group of fucking werewolves. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Call attack around. team with silver bullets. But uh, yeah, this is good. And actually, now that I'm thinking about paper hearts, he does the same goddamn thing and starts digging by hand into a shallow grave. Oh, I thought that's what Older. you were saying. No, I was talking about season 11. Oh, the fuck. Lot, I was thinking the, paper hearts. That's why I said it. I, I, I didn't hear you say um, season 11. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> I just off the top of my head, three times Mulder's fucking digging through by hand. Stop doing that. These are crime scenes. Don't you know how this works? Imagine, imagine how absurd this would seem in the wire. Like McNulty just <laughs> literally McNulty. starts digging at crime scenes. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy doing? Bunk says. <laughs> you need Bunk's a vacation, like, yeah. McNulty. Yeah. That's funny, man. Not clearing that body. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, but it it shows the passion, right? It does show the passion, of course. It's fun to tease him, but of course, this makes sense. He's not really in a lot of this episode, and there there are exceptions, which we should point out when it comes to. But in a lot of this episode, he's not acting as a federal law enforcement agent. He's acting as a impassioned, personal like he's on he's on a mission. He's on. A, he's following this calling to to find the answer to the question, right, about his sister. Yep. It is a, it's all about his sister, and we'll get there shortly. For sure. But we do have a crime scene. So we, we kind of do some time passing, and we have the, the, whole, the whole crew is here doing their work. 
<laughs> Sorry, great, great line from David Graves in the chat. <laughs> now Mulder puts on his gloves after digging at the grave. <laughs> what a pro. When, when he asked for the wallet. What a fucking pro. <laughs> uh, Which right. is Greg that, Randall, Ruby's yep. BF. We heard about this guy from old fucking makeup face. Yeah, Mulder, that's who the body is. That's right. Mulder inspects the wallet. We get a Dr. Jack Fowler, August 7th, 2.30 p.m. It's clearly a, some sort of appointment reminder. Same handwriting as a girl from the library. We later learn the sheriff notes that Dr. Fowler delivered his own kids. So this starts to lend credence to the whole pregnant thing. Yep. And he says, well, I'll find out about that appointment. Up to, yeah, up to here. Is that legal? Tess I is, guess because he's Tess dead. Is, <laughs> <laughs> it's small town. Small yeah. town shit is like, That's hey, true. whatever. Put in a good word. Um, but up, up to that point, it's like, okay, maybe this checks out, except when they look at the handwriting. Indeed. And it's Tessa's. Um, whoopsie. So there's our little, uh, we call it a plot point, hey? Right? A little, yeah, a pretty significant spin one. Spin us on our head kind of moment, taking us yeah. in a new direction. Talk to me about, you know, it sounds like you had been quite a while since you saw this episode. Yeah, big so time. what's your feeling about watching this interrogation? How Mulder sits back, the role Scully takes, and then Mulder coming in. What do you think about this whole kind of exchange here? I, first of all, let me start at the beginning. When they, I can find out who had that appointment. Hard cut to Tessa being walked into the interrogation room. Awesome. Yeah. That was just slick. Quick, great edit here. Bang. She's walking in and Scully knows the lies. I like this. Um, I, I liked Scully going hard in the paint on this girl. This was cool. Yep. And unexpected, right? What was even more unexpected to me, because that, you're right, like Scully, man, she really goes after her. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of like, okay, Mulder's probably going to come in soft, you know, the cliche, bad nope. cop, good cop. <laughs> no, he comes over the top. Over the top. Just, over the top. It's like it's like in fucking pro wrestling, that when the, the two guys beat on the one guy, like when they tag him in, they're like, oh, no, no, Woo. I'm going to beat your ass too with him. You know? Shot him in the back. Bam! Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Fuck Whoa. <laughs> Fuck. Crazy tag team moves. Yeah, man. This is, uh, it's intense. He, they break this girl. Yeah. I didn't kill her. Real she fast. wasn't even there that night. Oh, boy. Well, how would you know that if you weren't there that night? <laughs> Very cliche. Um, sure. Interrogation breakdown. But it's more about, right, the, the roles they, they take. And That's this right. is, uh, the sequence that is the best is as, following this after they exit uh the interrogation follow-up yes scully says that tessa is lying and likely ruby is dead Mulder thinks that maybe tessa is telling the truth about ruby because something was out there in those woods and scully's like uh, dude it's over we have Give a suspect to local law enforcement yep what do we have here josh literally a confession on one you got one body on you essentially and possible intent on the second and can we go okay. home? Can we go home? Mulder is not even close to giving up. No. And that's when Scully says, Mulder, stop. Right. Stop running after your sister. Yep. Come with me or don't until they find a body. I am not giving up on that girl. Yeah. And you fucking believe it. You do believe it. There are these moments. It's funny because this is the, 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 the child that, the impish childishness of Mulder sometimes, but I like it because it's his conviction. He's like, no, 
right? <laughs> and he fucking just goes. Because, you know, in the con- whether consciously or subconsciously, he's, you know, what if back then, what if somebody never gave up on Samantha when the lead was hot, Absolutely. when things were close? Yep. Would, would it be different? Would he not have lived? You know, he's fucking Kevin, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's what- 100%. That's what is the obvious part of this episode. He, he, he draws weird things in front of static televisions and <laughs> doesn't know how to interact with people socially. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, you'll make a great fit in an FBI <laughs> basement, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, and it's also that you, you've you're you're fucked, man. Like your brain is is hardwired to always try to uh, overcome this thing. Even if they yeah. had Samantha back, he'd be this way. I think. You know what I mean? Like. You're, you're, yeah, this thing's fucking probably. run its run its run a train on your brain on your psyche. But the, <laughs> Jesus, sorry. But the the lack of answers has to be the most. Yeah, yeah. Most devastating. The Co- most correct. That's brutal. En- enduring. They got to go back to Darlene's house, or at least that's where he goes. No Darlene, Why no not? Kevin. Right. The, the last chat went great. Yeah, I'm sure they're gonna have some tea ready for us when we get there. <laughs> the kettle's on. It is, and so is the television. And guess what channel's on? <laughs> Static. Yeah. Seven days. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, how long before, like, if, if, if a, you know, <clears throat> whatever, 18 year old watch that, they, would they even understand what that TV is doing? That's a really good point. TVs don't do that anymore, right? Yeah. There's no fucking channel three. And they do it. And, and, and if you leave that TV up to its own device, it'll do it for 30 years. Dude, like it will I never, never stop. I never fucking thought about that. Dude, they don't shut off. That cathode ray tube, it would run that way until it decided <laughs> to die. Like, you know, TVs now they just go off if you're not doing anything, which yeah. is nice because it <laughs> preserves them. Nah, dude. Yeah. yeah, I remember when you had to switch over to channel three to turn that Nintendo on. Hell yeah. Well yeah. to play blades of steel. <laughs> <laughs> Comes back around, bitch. Nice, nice callback. Well, Mulder's looking intently at the binary laid out. He can't really make heads or tails of it, but Scully travels upstairs to, you know, search the house. Yep. And, and this is uh you kind of take it take it out a little bit further, and this is great. Very cool. You know, sometimes Mulder, right? He's so impassioned, he's so blinders, right? The old, you know, can't see the forest for the trees. Correct. It's and uh, the, you gotta pull the back. literal Literal metaphor. Scully gets up on the second floor and looks down. Dude, hmm, awesome. I remember the first time I saw this, and even every time when they that shot down from Scully's point of view, and it's that huge fucking portrait of of um, Judy. It's awesome, Judy. man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know what you mean. That? Ruby. Ruby. <laughs> Ruby. <laughs> um, that's awesome, man. What a moment. Yeah. I bet somebody made this observation in the in the fucking in the in the um, comments, I don't know. I, I haven't totally pulled them up yet. But does this not reek of like '90s magic eye shit? <laughs> like, oh, just yeah. defocus, step back a little. You'll see the fucking I, sailboat. I sucked at that. Me too. I had a really hard time. <laughs> well, wow. This is a uh, yeah. This is not nothing here. And once again, where are we off to? <laughs> Okaboji. When in doubt, <laughs> drive to Lake Okaboji. Now, I like, I just imagine Mulder's currency with Scully, right? Like she sees that image. She's like, all right, I'll give you one more, <laughs> one more stop. Where do you want to go? 
<laughs> You've earned one She's stop. Like, Let me guess. The lake. Right. Well, they're there. When I was a kid, I had yep. this ritual. I closed my eyes before I walked into my room because I thought that one day when I walked in, my sister would be there just lying in bed like nothing ever happened. You know, I'm still walking in that room every day of my life. Right. Good stuff. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, what do they, they see at the fucking there. lake? Hey. The camper. What are you doing? Why? You're like, why did they go there? What, what are you trying to lose that kid? <laughs> What the fuck are you doing, man? I didn't really think about that. Stay home. You go to the same place. You wait. Hey, hey, here's the thing, man. They've had a tough run, right? She, her daughter's missing, right? Her, her son is is lost. I know what you're thinking. His older sister had this traumatic experience and then gets taken to custody. Their house has been ransacked. They need to go somewhere. They feel safe. They can get away from it all. (laughs) Let's go back to where your sister was abducted. Where your sister was abducted. And where at night, at night, and where every once in a while the fucking lost boys roll through there like it's 1986 when they're fucking where, Harleys. Yeah, right. Where fucking biker gangs and werewolf fucking tribes wander around <laughs> willy nilly. Why are you wandering into a Vampire the Masquerade game? <laughs> well, it's dangerous. Dude, it really is. Don't do it's it. It's the Bruja and the Gangrels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode is sick. Nice. Oh, it's bad news, bears, man. Go, yeah. don't go there. Go to the other place. Yeah. Well, nobody said Darlene had the best instincts. We we appreciate her heart, mm. but maybe not her judgment. I will agree with this. Well, they hear a woman make a terrible noise <laughs> because maybe she's getting murdered by a pack of white wolves. <laughs> they see Darlene. I think it's here. I saw it or something like that. She says, it's tough to hear. Mulder asks of Kevin and Darlene says she couldn't keep up with him. So Mulder runs off ahead to find Kevin. Um, some nice cinematography here, for lack of better terms. Yeah. No, it is very cool. He seems um, in fog walking and the ominous lights. And this was the fucking Lost Boy shit, man. The headlights coming. Yeah. And they buzz by him. Yeah, it's a great, it's a, it's a, it's nice cinematography. You know, visually it looks great, but it's also that great, you know, kind of bait and switch. For like sure. Here's the UFO. Nope, it's the biker game. Psych. Which also, again, has been set up already. So it's nice. But Mulder still kind of potentially saves Kevin, right? I mean, he just yeah. grab him and pull him out of the fucking way of a, of a gang of bikers driving through for sure. the woods. They usually like them little kids too, you know? They get the yeah, toys for the homeless and shit. I'm surprised we're going to run this kid down. Buy him, in, buy him in early. Well, now Mal Scully's screaming. Some motherfucking heads back. And we see her doing chest compressions on Ruby. Yeah. So, um, where'd you get that license? <laughs> she's uh, she's like she's unconscious, but she's alive. Then why then the why fuck are you, are you doing giving chest her chest compressions? <laughs> <laughs> Is she breathing? Okay, so if she's breathing. Clearly, her heart's not stopped. So, hey, thanks for the broken sternum and ribs. I guess yeah, their their medical portrayals also get a little bit better as the seasons <laughs> yes. get on. <laughs> It's just a sense Whatever. of drama. If you, want, if you want to get in that shit, you watch it at ER. I guess Fuck so. Off. There you go. These <laughs> the fucking... <laughs> yeah, where, where the, sh- the show that makes you think if you have a nosebleed, you have brain cancer. So <laughs> I'll pass on that fucking show. <laughs> she was in a coma, apparently, at the back of the hospital. No actual common exclamation. Did I say exclamation? You did. Explanation. You know, I, I also didn't call this out earlier. You, you did say Skulder and Molly once. Oh... 
Yeah. You I got, you fucking infected me, yeah, you fucker. But you're you're on a real roll. I didn't want to derail you, but I also <sighs> don't want to completely let it go by. I appreciate because, that. I yeah, always want people yeah. to tell me. Um, yep. That's um, you infected me with that. That is your you fucking inflicted your namshub upon me. <laughs> I'm a virus. Um, ready for this one? Was there an yeah. attendant reduction in the lymphocyte population or release of glucotricord <laughs> tri- gluco glucocorticoids? <laughs> there's the there's the hot medical talk we've been waiting for. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> that makes that makes up for the fucking chest compression. I guess so. Why? Yes, there was. It says it right on this paper. Because <laughs> that's that's a standard check you do. Science. As soon as somebody gets brought into the ER. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, and but why the fuck does Mulder ask that? Prolonged weightlessness, because I guess. Prolonged weightlessness. Shuttle astronauts report the same thing. Hmm. 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 Cool. I like Very it. Very cool. So, Knock on the door. Kevin lets him into the room. Yeah. This girl looks I like, like Dracula's this interaction bride, doesn't she? You she say? looks like Dracula's bride, Ruby. Uh, yeah. She looks right like now. Lucy at the end, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not not much left. Not much left. He's, just a husk of he's under... He's come a a few times. A, a husk under random sheets that's about to get a fucking werewolf fucked. <laughs> She's look good, man. It's rough. Yeah. Um, She doesn't have much to say. Because of the ominous then, they... Yeah, because it's Kevin that says it's okay. Awesome. He knows. Creepy little shit, man. Creepy little fucker. That's a no-no. Number three for him. Three strikes. Yeah, he's out. But what did she say? They didn't want me to They told me not to say. They told me not to say. Which, you know, is actually kind of neat because I do do like the... uh, it could it could actually be like the people that abducted her. That's what I like. The biker about gang it. Yeah, that took her and raped her for a week. Wow. Well, I'm just saying, like plausible <laughs> deniability. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I'm, say, I'm just saying they in in other parts of the I'm world gonna, doesn't oh, always I'm reach down and pull you out of that ditch. <laughs> Get up here. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, we assume no, I, that they. That they is more of the, the X Files they. I get you, or perhaps the government they. Yeah, or the government. Oh, so many they. Well, X Files they is either either aliens or government that's, or government that's aliens. That's true. That's true. Or aliens in the government. <laughs> or aliens in the government. Nice. Um, well, Darlene interjects here. Why wouldn't she? Yeah. <laughs> why are you guys still here? It's like the house guest that never leaves, man. It's 2 a.m. Yeah. Go home. I'm falling asleep um, on the couch. You're still watching my television. Hilarity part two. Do you want to oh remind us of this? Mulder really, man, he's got a pitch here. Yeah. And this is already, we've seen this is a pretty defensive, independent this mama bear. Yeah, this is he says, totally realistic. Is that to what me. you're going to tell Kevin? <laughs> Way to not. That's not. That's not going to fucking ring her the wrong way. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. very charismatic. Tell her how to be a good parent, Mulder. <laughs> that's very charismatic. Fucking that always goes well. Yeah. Well, um, I don't want to talking to you or anyone. Mulder lays out the importance of this. Important to who? Mulder suggests that someday Ruby will need to talk about this, like I did. Darlene says, "All my life, I've been ridiculed for speaking my mind. The truth has caused me nothing but heartbreak. I don't want the same for her." 
Mulder's like, well, it doesn't have to be that way. As far as I'm concerned, she spent the last month on the back of a Harley Davidson. We're a little different than Josh's take. <laughs> Is that what you're going to tell Kevin? Yeesh. Mulder's like, it doesn't have to be that way. He could be like me, uh, an acclaimed FBI agent, well-regarded by his peers and superiors with a bright career ahead of him. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Or just relegated to basement fucking mop up bullshit cold files. Spooky. Mulder stopped again from entering the room by Scully this time, physically. Yeah. And he storms Se- off like a the little The second time bitch. he has, she has had to physically restrain him. Yes. He storms off like a little baby because Darlene doesn't want to sacrifice herself on the altar of Mulder's fucking truth claims. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, he is- uh, Not happy. Not a lot of gray. Yeah. Not a lot of gray for Mulder. Not much. Ye- I'll tell you, man, I love- the final sequence of this. Yeah, movie. dude. It might be, you know, there's some really good moments. The church throughout, cry throughout or, the, the episode. or the hypnosis. You just mean the, the, the whole, whole sequence. The whole sequence. Yeah. It's fucking awesome, man. I mean, it's really, especially like I said, I, I said it earlier, it's it's hard not to go back to these earlier episodes and not carry the weight of the of the rest of the show. Sure. Um, and, and where these characters have gone. But Scully, right, looking over the reports. You know, reading about right. um, Samantha, and she's listening mm-hmm. to the hypnotic regression tapes Correct. from Mulder. And Did he saying, offer them to her, or, or were those provided no. by leadership? Yeah, okay. I think she dipped into his file. This file, sneaky. You know, I I mean, I bet, I bet that those tapes are are in that X file under Samantha's disappearance. Like to Mulder, makes sense. He would have been interviewed. Yeah, and I mean, he would personally probably submit that as evidence, right? <laughs> What do you mean? He's typically rational. (laughs) My hypnotic regression. (laughs) Yeah, dude, legit. This will hold up in court. Good Lord. But it is, uh, it's powerful, man. And then the cut of him in a church, in a pew, holding a picture of Samantha crying. Yep. Dude, Mulder in a church crying. Yeah. That's, Kind of awesome, isn't it? It's awesome. What, what, is that a song lyric? That all I thought of praying to a god I don't even believe in. It must right? be Mulder. Mulder is pretty much straight up fucking an atheist, right? Is is well, I don't know. It's strongly against what we see of most organized religion, which is such a weird disregard of any type of critical thinking. I like I said. That's uh, when you believe in aliens. That's the one X file that he can't if, fucking get behind. Yeah, if you want to, if you believe in aliens, you, you gotta give, you gotta give Jesus a chance, man. Uh, outrageous! <laughs> outrageous! <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> anyway, but I mean the, that's what he's doing. He's, I mean, he's at that point of, to to do that right to, to go somewhere that represents a higher power that you don't personally believe in to be at that at that level of. Desperation. Being desperation. He's fucking lost. He's lost, man. He's a such a lost soul. And over, you know, it's it's overdone uh, or or voiced over with with that the rest of the the tapes. That last question, you know, Mulder's talking about. It, but I'm not afraid because there's a voice. The voice tells me not to be afraid. That Samantha will be back. Do you believe? Yeah. I want to believe. It's a lost soul, man. Balling, man. Balling, yeah. fucking end. Swimming in a fish bowl year after year. Just, Sorry. Jesse Bev in the <laughs> chat 
Is that the only time we see him using the church in this way that I can think of? Man, you know I don't, who will know? I don't. It's a great mutato. Yeah, great mutato. Get back to me on that yeah. one. Yeah, but I think it's uh, we see Scully in in church many a time. Yes, Mulder, Mulder, sometime in with her in a church with a bored expression on his face. Right, but yeah, not so often like this. So, whew, that's kind of a boy, dude. Four episodes. This fucking episode four. is awesome, man. Yeah. I, yeah. How did this? I don't know why it just didn't occur to me. I was like, oh, what's this one about again? Because fucking squeeze, man, liver liver monster. It's yeah. hard to. That shit jumps out a lot. Yeah, fucking squeezer, old tunes. That's the whole point, man. There's two. That's why we're doing this because there's too many too good many. episodes to choose. Too many. What's next week, pal? Oh, <laughs> speaking of all time greats, the, coming at you hot. The Jersey Devil, and I don't mean the hockey team. <laughs> that's right. I should also mention uh, we had a little poll on the uh, X Files fan group Facebook page. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, you and I have been kicking around some ideas in addition to just covering all the episodes, some some other stuff we want to do. And so I threw one out, you know, something we talked about doing uh, one episode of every season, at least, to try it out as a commentary. Yep. What's a commentary, Dean? Think Mystery Science Theater 3000. Essentially, it's a watch-along where we will, uh, we're going to watch an episode while commenting on it. So while it's playing, we will be commenting over it. Now, uh, essentially, yeah, it'll just be our reaction to the episode as we watch it. Um, you know, just bullshitting with each other, making each other laugh and shit. It's definitely a different type of episode, but I think one per season we can live with. Uh, it's different in that if you don't, if you're not actively participating in the watch along, like we're going to say, okay, get the episode ready, three, two, one, play. You watch the episode while you listen to us, and it's kind of like we're all watching it together. It's a lot of fun, um, and it's definitely a, a good idea. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be a good time, and I think uh, try. yeah, I think it'll I think we can have some fun with it. Now, on I our, threw some up as a poll though. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah, it shapes Very shapes cool. one. Yeah, that's season, awesome. Uh, or episode nineteen, but uh, Jersey Devil was a choice. I think they're the best way to do those episodes are some of the ones that maybe are uh, not the strongest ones they've ever done. But I'm looking forward to talking Jersey Devil. Yeah, me too, too. Just <laughs> Jersey Devil's awesome. Yeah, and and uh, for good shit like that, and uh, just good conversation about the X Files in general, definitely check out the the Facebook page. Yeah. What's um, your comments? Yeah, I got a I got a quick one. I want to uh, fire up from uh, Carmelita. Carmelita um, Valdez McCoy. Go ahead. I, I can't read uh, Ben Pro's good one, but I pretty much just got his dick out of my mouth, so yeah. I'm not going to read it again. I doubt he could get hard again that fast. <laughs> 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 not as young as he was. Carmelita says, love this episode. Big sister Ruby, abducted by aliens, but still has less baggage than her trifling friend Tessa, who straight up tried to use the disappearance of a friend to cover up the murder she committed. <laughs> Which is Hell yes. a great point that oh. I, I forget about by the end of every time I watch this episode, which is, she still fucking killed that Straight guy. a murderer. In the <laughs> balls to approach the FBI? What kind of fucking sociopath are you? Dude, that's the fucking real monster. Think about that. Yeah. Forget, forget about tombs. You know what? White wolves will only kill you if you go into their fucking land. Stay you home. Jessa. This bitch will find you. Yeah, you definitely, like, as soon as, like, the Ruby thing, like, we get back to that, you're like, forget about... But she fucking still killed Greg, right? Straight up murdered that fool. Shot him. Bang! Yeah. <laughs> Bang! Fucking awesome. 
in the back. You got anything? Yeah. I'd like to read a good friend of the show, Steve Miranda. <laughs> um, he just said something I thought was cool to think about. Do you ever speak to any of your coworkers as close as Fox and Scully do? He means like <laughs> physically. <laughs> like, no, right? At times they are no. weighing each other's personal space. I laugh every time. It's Especially like, this early on. Right? Are you? It's got to be mostly Mulder, right? He's a close talker. He's a close talker because, you know, he's got their social cues he misses. Not me. I'm very much, ooh, I'm kind of weird about my personal space. Me too. Yep. Yeah. And we have a friend who has none. I mean, oh, it's, I, I've literally stood in orthodox stances before to create <laughs> space. <laughs> yes. I, I, it looks like I'm squaring up with them, but I'm not. I'm just like, I dropping into a fighter. Stance, correct. Yeah. I'm squaring yeah. off orthodox and I'm like, just, I, my foot here is the, is kind of the, it's the last, it's the last <laughs> line. <laughs> it's so stupid, but anyway, uh, yeah. so good stuff, man. What do you want? What do you want to say about this in closing? I guess that's it, man. It's, uh, you know, we didn't read the comment, but what Ben Proust said and what, what we kind of been talking about just beyond this episode is, is just how this fucking show rolls into the beginning. You get a pilot, um, Jesus Christ, deep throat, squeeze, and then conduit. Yep. In four episodes, you set up the mythology and introduce the show. You get kind of more into the cloak and dagger shit. You get the, one of the, one of the best and the original monster of the week. And then you get into the background mythology, the, the, the deep shit, the character building, and they do that all and build their relationship through it. And four episodes in fuck man, this is, this is a show that nobody, nobody expected at Fox or anywhere else to fucking go anywhere. And, and just in four episodes, you're like, fuck, they got it right from the get go. This isn't like next gen where you go back and watch season one next gen and it's like, mm, oh boy. Season one you and know? two are rough. The, there's yeah. season one, season one. There's like, it's it, with X Files. It's there's a couple of bad ones. And with like season one and two of Trek next gen, it's like, there's a couple of good ones. It's like the, yeah. the total mirror, total opposite. But man, like you right off the bat talking about like knowing your identity, it's Chris hard, Carter, man. like, yeah, what what you want this show to be, what you want these characters to be like, what what kind of stories you're going to explore and issues you're going to cover, like, and obviously it's just the tip of the iceberg, but man, like so many things take a long time, even great shows to really hit their stride, and you know I think X Files gets better, you know mm-hmm. they're yeah. they're not at their peak, but fucking awesome, awesome, awesome way to launch the show, right? right. The, the, the writer yeah. was an Alex Ganza, I guess. The writer of this one, yeah, which I didn't, I, yeah, which is kind of cool, and, and 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 I think it's worth noting because he wrote Deep Throat, Squeeze, Conduit, Jersey Devil, like he he, and many many, he wrote twenty three eps. And this guy, yeah. I mean, he's when you start looking at the shit he wrote, fucking Beyond the Sea, right? Ice, Ooh. Wow. Conduit, Squeeze, Deep Throat, Erlen Meyer Flask. For- yeah, he wrote for some good hey, shapes. TV, he wrote hey, for <laughs> twenty-four Homeland. Yeah, man. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. That's it, bro. All right, so next week we're going to be coming at you with uh, with the Jersey Devil. That was a lot of fun. Jersey Devil. I like it. You want to tell these good people good night, and then we'll get out of here. I want to believe you'll be back next week. <laughs>